Elder Geek uh, podcast episode two. Um, I'm Mats Boska, senior editor. Uh, with me, I have uh, Randy Yasenchak, uh, editor in chief of Elder Geek, uh, Elliot Hagen, uh, senior editor, and two guest hosts from Wapitch.com. Um, and those are um, uh, Andy Lardy and Thomas Raymond. Say hi, guys. How's it going, How's Andy? Hey. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Wapitch, guys, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit, bit about your site and stuff? Sure. Um, Wapitch basically started because Tom and I used to uh, be mods and be really a part of an active community called G4 Tech TV. And uh, that kind of faded away really bad, and there was really nowhere for a lot of us to go. And we just wanted something to do, so we decided to, uh, you know, it was literally like a spare-of-the-moment thing in January. It was like, hey, you know what, let's make a website. And uh, so we just do blog posts daily, a couple of videos a week, a couple of podcasts a week, and that's pretty much it. Okay, awesome. Um, so the first topic uh, we're going to do is uh, the kind of, kind of the games we've been playing lately. Um, um, Randy, do you want to start? Sure, I've uh, I've actually been really obsessed with Fable 2 lately. So if anybody signs on to Xbox Live, I guarantee they're probably going to see me playing it. Um, I'm actually having a hard time not turning it on and playing right now. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of a shame that you already did a review for it on the site because I would love to do a review on it, but I can't. Um, aside well, from that, I think I've got you should. To, you think I should do a second a second retake on the review? No, I mean I think it would be cool if you know we had you know like second. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I, I'd actually be able to get a lot of more video footage this time around, too, since I got the PVR up and running better, too. Um, but I'm actually trying to get out of it as quickly as I can, because I have Resistance 1 and 2 kind of waiting in the wings, so I can uh, you know, play those and review those for the site, hopefully this week. Oh, awesome. and uh, I can review uh, Prince of Persia, the new one. Sure, go for Great it. Great game. Love that game. I'm, yeah. I'm going to rip it a new one. I hated it. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. So what did you hate about it? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say. I'll. You can read the review. <laughs> that sounds fair enough. Okay. Um, personally, I've been playing a little um, Riddick uh, Assault on Dark Athena. Um, I'll be doing a review on that shortly. Uh, right now, I've just started, so I'm still going through Butcher Bay, which I didn't play the first time. Um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's kind of annoying how the AI works. Uh, basically, the the difficulty ramps up sort of random points and all of a sudden AI is super sensitive and knows exactly where you are all the time and other times it's just they they could might as well be blind so uh, I'm not really sure how I'm going to um, to uh, review it yet uh, but as I play it more I'll, uh, I'll get a more uh, stable opinion of it cool and it um, I'm playing a couple different games right now. I'm playing the uh, original first-person shooters, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. Doom on Xbox Live and Wolfenstein on the iPhone. Huh. Really loving those games a lot. Uh, as far as console games, though, I'm, I'm kind of sticking to like uh, Gears of War 1 right now because I want to be in the campaign, kind of get it over with. Other than that, it's just like skate, you know, the usual multiplayer kind of stuff. And um. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's an end. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Elliot, have we, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, mostly just uh, Chinatown Wars. I haven't really had much time to uh, spend with my PS3. Okay. Uh, you did, you, you're the one that did the review on that, 
right? Yeah, I reviewed it, and uh, it's still good. Hmm. Um, <laughs> even after all this time, it's still good. Yep. Um, Tom, okay. what are you playing this week, bud? Well, uh, currently, unfortunately, my Xbox 360 is in a state of disrepair, so I've been catching up on some old PC games. I've been playing The Witcher, and I've been playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines for the PC. Both are awesome games. Yes, they are. I can't are. wait to play The Witcher. I'm so glad they're porting it to the PS3. Yeah. I thought it was PS3 yeah, and Xbox. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think it's both. both. Yeah, that actually looks like it's going to be a really cool port, too, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I really wanted to play the PC version, but for some reason it just didn't agree with my PC and it always locked in the beginning. Yeah. You know the start fight when you're inside the little castle and the first time you actually... Mm-hmm. Engage Were you playing the original or the extended edition? Because it, apparently yeah. they fixed a lot of bugs and stuff with the extended one. Okay, because I played the original, so perhaps that's fixed now. And yeah. that's like extended? a free expansion too. Yes, yep. should I, so should I get that one or uh, wait for the console version? If you have the uh, the original version, you can actually download the extended edition for the PC for free. Oh, so, okay. Oh, awesome. I'll do that then. Yeah, head over to uh, to thewitcher.com. It, it's it's a huge, huge download. It's it's directly from their site, but uh, it's absolutely worth it. it. It changes the game so much. It, it kicks out a lot of bugs, but it also improves a lot of the gameplay aspects too. Hmm. Cool. Um, so... It's been kind of a slow week in news. It's not there. There hasn't really been that uh, much to discuss uh, uh, in news and gaming, but we do have some sort of uh, minor, uh, minor topics. Uh, first of all, we have the infamous pre-order bonus that was leaked, um, uh, which gives you an Uncharted 2 multiplayer beta invite. So, what do you guys ah, think cool. about that? Mm. Uh, did Un- yeah. Uncharted One didn't have multiplayer, did it? No. Actually, this is the first time we've actually heard that it, Uncharted Two will have multiplayer. So that's the bigger, bigger news, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of concerned because, like, I, like I don't know. I, I heard Uncharted Two, like, or the first one was like a pretty good single player. So I'm just, I'm just hoping they're not attacking the multiplayer on there to try to, you know, hop on the train and get more people interested in it. You know, yeah, and it's gonna hurt the single player every game. I, I'm, I'm with even, Thomas no. the same way. I don't oh, know go how ahead, it's going to work. I mean, since the whole thing is what's to, you know, stop someone from going to the cover and then just getting hit in the head by someone from behind. I mean, I don't really see how it's going to work. It's not like Gears of War. Yeah, it's and it's it's all um, I mean, they're not going to incorporate the platforming elements in the multiplayer, I think. That would be just Really? I, I, don't, I don't Yeah, how would I they mean, do that's that? That's half the game. Yeah, I mean, how would they do that? So. <laughs> I mean, uh, this kind of reminds me of, uh, of, the, of the Resident Evil multiplayer. Andy, you, you actually played the, the multiplayer for that, right? I downloaded it, and I haven't started it yet. The, um, I mean, the co-op I've done, for sure. The versus, though, it's like, I downloaded it, and I actually have no interest in playing it, because I watched the video of it, and it's like, it just feels so tacked on, you know? That's exactly how I'm feeling about this. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a nice little addition to the game, but it, it, it feels really tacked on, so I'm probably going to avoid that one. Yeah. Um, but it was basically made available for people who pre-ordered the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, the beta, but it'll be in the full game, of course. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it's kind of weird, because I, I remember seeing an interview on Game Trailers uh, um, where they said something that uh, they were asked if uh, they would include co-op, because you know, in the first game, you all, you pretty much always had a had a partner with you, 
but he said that uh, the single player campaign really want they really wanted to focus on um, on making it as good as of a single player experience as possible, and uh, that uh, uh, having it co op wouldn't really work with the platforming elements. So it's kind of weird to hear them say that they're going to have multiplayer. Yeah, it's uh, it's not something I'm looking forward to. It's kind of like. Uh... When Bioshock came out and everybody was all, you know, up in arms that it didn't have multiplayer. But that was a game that was so first person heavy or, or uh, you know, single player heavy that I, I feel like it didn't need to have a multiplayer aspect. No, that's exactly how, that's exactly I think people fall into the trap that. of thinking that if a game has guns, it has to have multiplayer. You know, I, I think developers, too, it's like we talked about this on our podcast with Randy last week, where it's like there are games you really wish had multiplayer. Like, for example, Force Unleashed, where it could have been yeah. cool. And there's games where it's in there, and you're like, why the hell is this here? It doesn't need to be here, and it's like, the, the single player suffers, because you know they spent more time on the multiplayer than they should have, you know? Yeah. I think that more games should have co-op. Oh, yeah. Also, on another side of this, there are games that uh, are so multiplayer-focused, and the multiplayer is so great, that you sort of wonder why they even needed single player, because the single player is so, uh, oh, so bad, comparatively. Uh, like Battlefield twenty one forty two, or, or even, pretty much any of the battlefields. <laughs> yeah, or even <laughs> or like you know, or even Unreal Killzone two. Quake. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, even Killzone I mean, two. Uh, sure, the single player was pretty good, but compared to the multiplayer, it's nothing. The single player in those kind of games is basically just a bot match, yeah. you know, with with a little cutscene in the front of it. Yep. Uh, okay, I guess. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. We can tell we have not worked with each other yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also tell that there's five of us in the room right now. Yeah. Am I? So what's the next topic we're going to be doing? Uh, we're going to... Uh, it was, I mean, it sort of announced uh, the new Pixel Junk title, uh, uh, 1-4. Uh, and we don't really know much about it. It's just a image really with the title uh but it looks like it's sort of old school um uh, pixelated art cool what is um what is the pixel junk all about i've never even heard of them to be honest you yeah. serious you never played pixel really? junk eden or pixel junk monsters no wow. huh oh god <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you don't own a playstation 3 or at least yeah, I, I had it when it came out i wasn't you know Ugh, long story. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of Sony anymore. I have nothing against the console, but I just can't stand the company anymore at this point. Hmm. See, Pixel Junk to me sounds really cool because I'm I'm really into like kind of like that retro sprite based kind of gameplay, which I think is awesome. And it's cool to see games still coming out with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of got the. It looks like the whole thing is made in paint. I was gonna uh, say that. It looks so much like some of my paint projects when I was like, you know, five when yeah. paint first came out. You know, it looks like a out of this world. That's what it reminds oh, me of. Fantastic game, love that game. Well, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'm really thinking about getting the PS3 again when the price drops. It's just that it's like, <laughs> I don't want to make this into a whole anti-Sony thing, but it's like things they do, like how they always said, yeah, we're gonna have backwards compatibility forever. Wouldn't it be a PlayStation without it? And now it's like, hmm, where'd that go? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like it's but, just little uh, things like that. My standpoint on that is, you know, if if you really want to play something backwards compatible, I'm always I'm always for playing it actually on the older system. You know, my yeah. I still I still have my PS2 hooked up, and 
somewhere in my yeah, closet. Yeah, but we're older and have there. money. There are other kids, like, you know, even myself a couple years ago, where you had to trade in your old console with all the games just to be able to get the new one, you know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, so, I don't Have any of you, uh, um, just to uh, uh, elaborate on your point, Randy, if you played uh, uh, God of War 2 on the PS3, you'll notice that the squishy uh, R2 and L2 buttons really aren't uh, made for that game. Cause you yeah, know, yeah, because no, they're more like triggers now. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and they are very squishy, as you say. I mean, it makes it cool for games like uh, I don't know GTA Four when you when you need to use it as like almost like a pedal for your car, but for when you need it to be an immediate response, it's it's way too slow. Yeah, not to so mention they're like analog. The the harder you press it, the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all really pressure sensitive. Yeah. And not to mention that in uh, God of War 2, you actually have uh, quick time events where you have to spam uh, L2 and R2. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when you have to do that with uh, squishy buttons that are hard, or not hard, but, well, yeah, squishy to press in, it sort of ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a lot game. of first person shooters. It's, it's pretty neat for. It's actually not too bad for per- first-person shooters. You know, um, it's sensitive enough that when you when you you pull it, it'll actually pull the trigger. Um, but um, yeah, but for some reason, when you actually want it just as something like uh, press A not to die kind of thing, it's it's a little too slow. But I prefer it in first-person shooters when it's actually the L1 button instead. Yeah, that's true. I definitely do. Uh, the, I think that's like definitely a sign of how prevalent they are that they start crafting the controller like around that style of gameplay. Like especially yeah. the 360 controller, that's like built for first-person shooters. Yeah. Oh yeah. While the PS3 controller is more built for third-person shooters and mm-hmm. perhaps racing games and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm kind of interested in the uh, Frag FX version two controller coming out. I haven't. Oh, I haven't that. seen that one. Oh, it's a uh, pretty cool. Uh, you have a sort of you know handle in one hand, uh, kind of like a Wii nunchuck but better, and you actually have a mouse and a mouse pad in the other hand. It hooks up to the PS3, and uh, I don't know. You should just uh, Google it. Looks pretty uh-huh. interesting, and I've heard that it plays extremely well. It's like a combination of an actual gun, you know, with the triggers and everything, and you know the sensitivity and precision of a mouse. What's it called Ooh. again? Uh, Frag FX. Frag FX. Huh? Yeah, I'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah. Sounds kind of like you mentioned that. Yeah, I've always, that's one of the things I don't like about the Wii controller. Whenever you're controlling something on screen, it's very, like, floaty, and it does not feel precise at all. Uh, yeah. When I actually had a Wii, I sort of uh, tried to compare it to, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the light gun. Uh, so I have the PS2 light guns to play games like uh, uh, Ninja Assault and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's really an awesome, fun light, light gun game. Uh, yeah, it's just a, like a rail shooter, right? Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, uh, the Wii thing, it's just not as precise. I don't really know why. It's just uh, something about it. And on the PS2, you didn't even have crosshairs. You just sort of had to, you know, feel your way across the screen where you'd hit. Huh. Yeah, I I really think that consoles still aren't really good for first-person shooters. But, um, you know, I mean, a couple games like Killzone Halo being the exception... The ones that come out feel so generic. It's like either the controls are perfect, like they are in Killzone Halo, or they're horrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Uh, you I know, they even feel Duty a little. Had the best. Yeah, agreed. 
I, I would even say like uh, you know, because I'm playing Gears uh, Gears Two with a buddy right now. We're going through the insane setting on it, and uh, even that, you know, it's. Uh, the console controls don't feel quite right. You know, there's too many times when I'm like, okay, I want to get a headshot here, but I can't quite get my nub to go down that half an inch. But if I was using a mouse, it would, you know, the guy'd be dead. Well, uh, I have a lot you, of problems with Gears too, like that. Have you played uh, Gears One on PC? No, I actually haven't. I, I have uh, Gears One and Two for 360. I didn't get it for PC. Yeah, I'll say this definitely. Uh, there's some sort of disconnect because uh, I played the PC port. Uh, right. Of Gears One, uh, and for some reason it just doesn't feel right. the The PC controls just doesn't work that well for a third person shooter, especially one that's made for the Xbox controller. Right, right. So I don't know. Ah, uh, well. I mean, what are, we, what are we beating up next in the news? Ah, uh, the Lego Rock Band game. Oh god! Oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all. Why? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's well. Um, again, why? I think I think last week we, we talked about it a little bit on Wapeach.com's podcast, and it's I, I personally don't get the reason why they're doing this, but uh, I, I can't remember if it was Andy or if it was you, Tom, that said that they, there were too many songs that they felt were too adult-centric that kids couldn't play it. Um, yeah. I, I think that's kind of a sad excuse. I think that's just a, a kind of a, <laughs> a, a really bad excuse to tack the name Lego onto the name Rock Band and then push out the, the crappiest game with, you know, happy, fun time songs on it as possible. Yeah. I don't know. This, this goes with our last podcast on Wapis. We're talking about franchises that are just overkill. Two franchises that are putting out games every three months are now combined. And it's like, the uh, next thing I expect to see is like, Lego Batman Rock Band. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't. I can't, I can't win. Total it, it really feels... I mean... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going like to say... Lego Manhunt. Really... <laughs> <laughs> Yellow head's popping off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pulled his hands off. This just feels like the uh, the really bad crossover that was Soul Calibur 4. Like, we've got Soul Calibur 4, and then we're going to throw Darth Vader into it. And it's like, Why? Um, and it's just because the two franchises are both successful. Um, I, I kind of wanted them to just stay in their own corners where I can play Lego games and then I can play Rock Band games and never in the middle shall they ever meet. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with that. I just think that um, I think Rock Band kind of overdoes it as it is. And when you kind of throw Legos in there, it's like, all right. Who is? I mean, cause I don't really see little kids even wanting to play Rock Band, to be honest. You know, it's like I don't know. They don't even have an interest in that kind of stuff. At least in my experience, I work with kids a lot. I have a lot of friends with kids, and just like it would have to be like a three-button guitar. You know what I mean? For for little kids to be able to want to play it. I mean, it's hard for adults yeah. to play that game sometimes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to be as bad as the uh, PSP version of Rock Band. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's going to be. An utter failure because they have no peripherals at all. You just use, you know, the face buttons. Wow. So it's not going to be like the DS where it came with the little add-on. No, and on top of that, all the new songs that come out with the PSP version are going to be released for the consoles a month later. Oh, so there's absolutely no point to get the PSP version. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's just. And there's going to be a console, like, there's going to be a limited edition rock band uh, PSP as well. It's like adding more pointlessness to it. <laughs> uh, that's basically just... Uh, what's the game on uh, Xbox Live Arcade where you uh, sort of hit uh, the, the fireworks as they approach the line? 
in the skin. Oh yeah. That's oh. basically just that then with the rock band skin. Huh. Yeah, well, these kind of music games have been around forever. The guys who made Rock Band made two of my favorite uh, PS2 games, Frequency and God, I can't remember what the other one is. But they were just Rock Band, but without the guitar. You press the buttons, and it was more techno music, that kind of stuff. And you were like, it was more like an edge center, like completing the instruments tracks. So it's like there'd be a track for each instrument, and you would complete that track. And if you complete them all in a certain time, you win. They were really good games. They still have the cult following, and that's what started out Rock Band. Um, those are the same guys who made it, actually. So, huh. Speaking yeah. of Rock Band, we also have the release date for the Beatles Rock Band uh, pack, uh, which is oh, September yeah, yeah. 9th. What's included in it? Is it going to have like, a special guitar or anything? Uh, Elias? Uh, well, supposedly, you know, they're saying that it includes the entire catalog of the Beatles, but, I mean, I can't imagine how they're going to fit that much music onto, you know, a single disc. It's like Revolution 9 that shouldn't even be played on a game like that, you know? Yeah. Really? I'm surprised they have the whole library, because that's been, like, such a licensing nightmare with Beatles tracks, like, since I, I can remember. The fact yeah, that they got well, the entire I, music library on there is... If you look on the amazing. cover of the game, the Apple logo is displayed very yeah. prominently. Not Apple computers, but, like, Apple, the, the company. And yeah, they're, they're trying to do this because... Their copyright's running out, and they wanna they wanna have some kind of a way to renew it, and this is the easiest way for them to do it. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, when it first was announced, it was like a, a really big deal because no one ever thought anyone would get uh, the Beatles license for a game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still a p- pretty, um, I think it's still still a pretty uh, protected license. Yeah. See, I'm like kind of confused with Rock Band. Like, is this like a like a sequel or is it just like an expansion pack? Like. It's it a separate game. Guy. You don't have to own Rock Band. It's yeah, the same as it's it's the same as the Aerosmith the Guitar Hero pack and all that stuff. Yeah, basically. Yeah, this is gonna be coming with a, like a mic stand and uh, you know a custom Paul McCartney bass guitar and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, going back to the whole you know whole every single Beatles out you know song on there. I think they're probably just gonna touch on the songs that were released as singles. I, I don't even think they'll even be doing like B sides at all. But uh, there's got to be a limit to it. There's no way they would have the entire Beatles catalog on there. It'll probably be like the one album, like all the main hits, uh, yeah. a couple of the obscure ones that people really love. And then what they'll probably right. do is sell them individually online for like 160 points each. You know what? That's actually a pretty good point. They might actually say they've got the whole Beatles catalog, which the whole Beatles catalog might be available just for download. We didn't say it was like, included with the game. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, I hope we're all not going to be eating our words come this, Dece- you know, September, but, uh, you know, I think we're going to be right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care anyway. I'm not buying it. I have no interest unless it's at a party, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I mean- you know, that's actually a good point. Um, you know, we actually throw rock band parties, uh, you know, my wife and I, and uh, I don't think at any point anybody's like, woo, let's whip out the Beatles, baby. It's it's always the super cheesy stuff. They want to play the Bon Jovi and, and you know, yeah. stuff like that. Just, well, just Beatles. Beatles just seems like too serious, you know. Yep, yep. What they but, need to do is they need to like dig up Le- Def Leppard so they can play some pour some sugar on me. That would get every <laughs> you know, you know, uh, person reliving their history in the '80s coming to buy a rock band. Just Beatles. Do they, uh, do they have the Rickroll song on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Or maybe uh, some Tayzonde. Oh my God. Oh God! I think we just came up with a new one: rock band. Internet edition. Chocolate <laughs> rain. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I would play that. 
Uh, maybe they should make a, our Jonathan Colton songs are kind of loud. That'd be good. Uh, yeah. They should make a version for, you know, video game music and stuff. You know, like Metroid Metal and, uh... I mean, I think that video games have been... Yeah, they've been around long enough that we have several, you know, game-specific rock songs. Like, you know, the Duke Nukem 3D theme. Megadeth did that Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really surprised they haven't released something like that. Like, I mean, like, Nintendo by themselves, you think they've got a catalog of music that would easily fill up a rock band title? But it's the point of the mini bosses version of those songs. You know, remember that band, right? The mini bosses they would take yeah. the. Uh, yeah, that, that would be cool. But have, like, but isn't the point? Pieces. But isn't the point of Rock Band and Guitar Hero to sort of expand the audience and go outside the gamers? Do you think? That- yeah, sure. But at the same time, I'm sure there's a group of hardcore gamers who don't even give crap about Rock Band. But if there were, you know, more music that hardcore gamers would be into, I'm sure they would give it a shot. Like me personally. I never owned a Guitar Hero or Rock that game until about a week ago when the bundle for Guitar Hero 3 was on sale for 20 bucks. Um, never interested me. Thought it was kind of a little bit like, you know, casual gamer kind of style. But, you know, I gave it a shot now. So what do you think? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I don't really see myself playing it. I, I play actual guitar, and, like, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh my god, it's not as good as real guitar. Not that you guys are posers. It's not like that. It's just that it's like, I have a hard time getting into it because it feels like a lot of times it's not going along with like the melody of the song, you know what I mean? And uh, especially in like medium mode or like hard mode, just seems like ridiculous. Like, just doesn't even fit like w- with the song sometimes. But yeah, you have to play same, it on expert to get you know to get like play. the real feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my brother, uh, well, who also he, plays guitar, he, he you know he'll he'll play it on medium, and then I think he can do like a song or two on hard. But uh, beyond that, there's some songs he's like, "Holy crap, this is actually harder than playing it on real guitar. Why would this be fun?" You know? Yeah, I, I tried actually playing. Uh, I don't own rock band myself, but I tried playing the drums uh, at a friend's house, and I actually played a little drums a few years ago. Uh, so when it, when it was a song I knew, I would instinctively, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Hit. Play the way you know it. Yeah, play the way I know it instead of the way it's coming up on screen. So I'd have to try and uh, play an expert just to make sure I didn't fail out right away. And it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a, you'd think they'd be able to make a, to do it in a way that would still feel authentic uh, and be easy enough for entry level people. Yeah. 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 Oh well, that's Lego Rock Band for you. And <laughs> Beatles. <laughs> so uh, what, are, what are we talking about next? What's going um, on? Uh, Elliot, uh, you said something about the new play control games for Wii, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Nintendo has decided to re-release a bunch of their GameCube games and uh, optimize them for the Wii Mote control. So oh, really? uh, so far, yeah, so far they've released Pikmin and uh, Mario Power Tennis, and uh, up next they're doing uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, Pikmin Two, and. Uh, also, Metroid oh, Prime 1 and 2. I never would have imagined Nintendo re-releasing a game very similar to something they've done before. Wow. I don't want to go like all Dvorak on you guys, but I really couldn't care less. I'm so sick of Nintendo. They need to do something yeah. new and original. It's driving me crazy. And this topic, to me, amounts to the fact that Nintendo can't do anything new. Like, very rarely, you know? Love Miyamoto, great guy. But it's the same damn game every year, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. I, the the only thing cool about that whole that whole uh, list of of games that's coming out 
Um, I'm actually kind of psyched about about uh, giving Prime One and Two a decent chance. I actually never owned a, a GameCube. There was their their library wasn't interesting enough for me to to you know. Go I only had it for Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, I I was really tempted actually just like three weeks ago to buy one just for uh you know for like ten bucks or whatever and and play like Resident Evil on it and stuff. But uh you know even for ten bucks I still pass it up. But anyway, the the point remains. I, I probably will be one of the people that buys uh, Prime One and Two. Um, yeah, so will I. When I actually get a week. Uh, I got a question here. Um, they're they're remaking, or they're they're putting Wii con- Wiimote controls for these old games. Yeah. yeah. Wii itself is is backwards compatible with the GameCube. Are they are they releasing entirely new games with yep. just Wii yeah entirely new or? games? Yeah, but yep. they won't be sixty dollars. I think they're thirty or something, right? Yeah, they're thirty dollars each. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's not, it's bad, not at all. bad. I mean, like the Wii is already backwards compatible. With I know. That's why like, I think it's. Release a firmware update for 500 points where, hey, now you can play the game you already own with this that's firmware a in a new way. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, they're I like totally that. that. Kill less trees, Nintendo. <laughs> or plastic trees. Well, didn't they get voted as, as like one of the most un- eco-unfriendly uh, companies on the planet? Uh, this is really like just one of the most unfriendly companies, period. Not just you yeah. guys. Uh, I think it was uh, most eco-unfriendly company in entertainment. In entertainment? Well, yeah. whatever. They're still Shinra. That's basically what they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we also had a topic lined up for this whole Wii Motion Plus thing. It's like, to me, alright, so, so they're adding a little more dimension to the motion controls, right? Why didn't they do this from the beginning? You know? Think about this. This They have the most clunky controller set up. You have your, either your GameCube controller and your classic one. You have the Wii Mote and the Nunchuck, and now the Motion, Pl- the motion Plus. So for some games, I'm going to have three adapters on? No! <laughs> oh my god! And they market this as four kids. I'm sorry, no, that's ridiculous. You no, know? man, you need to yeah. get that. Uh, you need to get the uh, Captain N belt around your waist and have like all the different attachments attached to you. <laughs> oh yeah, and you have to hey. hold this thing with the power glove. By the way, it won't work without the power glove. <laughs> Is my well, webcam I mean, I just on? Think you it's... guys see my power belt? Oh snap! No. Captain... <laughs> I just think it's ludicrous that they're you know charging twenty bucks for an add-on that supposedly does what the Wiimote was originally marketed to do. I mean, yeah. back yeah. when the Wii came out, now, I was now really it's excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that I was ready to buy a Wii, and I, and I thought, you know, I'd be doing lightsaber battles and all that kind of stuff, but good thing I didn't, because that's not how you, it is. Honestly, you're, if you're waving that wand is so disproportionate to what happens on the screen. It's like uh, playing with the Force Unleashed, for example, on it. It's just like, you're just waving your wrist and you're slashing stuff. It's, there's no, there's no actual feel to it. And I've owned a Wii and a PS3 and an Xbox, and the Wii I sold in the first two weeks of having it. Um, wow. I think some games, like all right, for example, Legend of Zelda, that was that was one of the games that was released simultaneously on Wii and on GameCube. The GameCube version is actually superior, like in my yeah. opinion. Um, especially because the Wii version is the same game, but they literally, I'm not joking, change the line of code to mirror the whole game. Uh, for the left and right hand in this part, you know? Right. Yeah, because right. uh, Link out. is right-handed, I guess, or he's left-handed with the sword, but then since you're holding the thing in the, in the other hand, they got to exactly. stick to it. So they yeah. change the character, they change all the dungeons, and it's so obvious it's mirrored in some points. It's like, it's not mm-hmm. very polished. Oh, God. I just, I love and hate Nintendo. It's it's very, it's, it's a hard thing for me to talk about, honestly. It's like, it's like your brother that could be doing so good in life, but instead of going to college, <laughs> you know, like, 
I, I will I will probably get the Wii Motion Plus and try it out, you know, just just so that, you know, our viewers actually get to know what it's like. Um, you know, since, yeah, since I mean, we 20 are... bucks isn't that isn't that unreasonable. No, 20 bucks is, is not it a that controller much. or it's something a little to actually attachment like, where it plugs into the bottom. Yeah, it yeah. Almost So wait a minute, is this going to be like the, the RAM pack for Donkey Kong where it's like this yes. game is only compatible with Wii Motion Plus and like oh, yeah. oh god. Yeah. Basically yes, it really reminds me of uh, uh, you guys remember in the N64 day when there was that RAM expansion pack that you could plug Ooh, in. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about Donkey yeah. Kong 64. Oh, that is it. Oh, see, I yeah, remember it, it was like Rock Two. The worst <laughs> kick in the face with that was like they would make a game like Perfect Dark, where it, like yeah, it works with the, works without expansion pack. You plug it in, you can't do single player. You can't exactly. do anything without the expansion pack. Not even single player. What no. the f? No, you no, no. No, you actually you could play the single player, but you couldn't play co-op in the single player, which was oh, the whole point. I thought of the it game. was you couldn't play you couldn't play anything but two player multiplayer. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, it's it's the other way around. You can play everything but uh, multiplayer, basically. Well, the huh. point is the game was gimped without it. Yeah, because the yeah. whole point of the game was the multiplayer. So yeah, and come on, yep. two. I'm paying like a hundred bucks for two megs more memory. I remember like begging my mom for it, and like she she went to the Toys R Us guy because like. They had, they had other companies made generic versions, and really all it was was just two megs of RAM. Was all yeah. you're, you know what I mean? That's all you're doing. And I, got, I remember getting the generic version for like 30 bucks. It was like the biggest deal in the world. And like there were two games that really took advantage of it well, you know? Yep. Um, essentially, though, the resolution of, uh, of uh, Nintendo 64 without the RAM pack is uh, 320 pixels, but it goes to full 640 standard definition with it. So it did make a difference, right. but again... They could have made that built in from the beginning, you know. Yeah. They now, Billy, they this made is what you said about they the played. PG2X and the Sega CD. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, I think eventually everybody's gonna kind of—I uh, don't know—the the casual gaming market has kind of taken a dip. You know, there are not so many people, thanks to the you know the hurting economy, there are not so many people out there, parents especially, that are like, "Oh, hey, let's go and buy a new game this weekend." You know, they're they're being yeah. a little more fiscally responsible. Uh, Working in a retail thing, one thing I'll say is the first thing people do when they lose a job, open up a Best Buy credit card and buy a PS3. Honestly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. And, like, I get all kinds of customers at my uh, job where they're like, all right, I lost my job. I want to get two things. A computer so I can start my own home business. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, and also they get like a PS3 or an Xbox. Well, I don't and know. I, I, mean... I feel... It's just... There, people do waste their money. Like... Uh, I I personally feel like uh, entertainment industry is kind of recession proof because people will blow the ten bucks to go to a movie to forget their troubles, or God forbid they can't afford air conditioning, they'll spend ten bucks to go to a movie theater and freeze their butt off. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I work at a you know retro game store, and we've been getting so many massive trade-ins, and you know people just need the money. We got this amazing collection of uh, Super Nintendo RPGs, you know. All of the major ones, you know, boxed, you know, pristine condition, earthbound, all of them. In total, wow. the guy earned like 600 bucks for it, and we're probably going to sell it for about 2000 But uh, I mean, Yeah, I'll be by your store next week, by the way. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's the address? Yeah, we'll be by your store in mass and at night <laughs> with socks over our head. Um... <laughs> Uh, so Wii Motion Plus is going to be in 1999. It's going to release on June 8th. Um, we also, uh, speaking of releases, have some upcoming upcoming feature releases on the site. So, Randy, 
why don't you? Oh, right. Uh, as far as the upcoming features on our site goes, uh, the site is actually kind of on, I don't want to call it temporary hiatus because we're still clearly working on it, but uh, we uh, handed it off to a company and they're actually going to be uh, debugging the site entirely for free for us, which is amazing. Um, and they're also hopefully going to be installing the forums. So when everybody comes on back, you know, get ready to uh, create some screen names and, and spam us like crazy, I suppose. Cool. That's I mean, awesome. <laughs> So what's the no, main focus of your site going to be, though? Is it like, uh, are you guys going to be like a kind of like a, a independent version of like IGN or, or what, you know, what, what is your focus? That's I think that's probably a pretty good way to put it. An independent uh, version of IGN, but targeted towards the older crowd. Um, yeah. You know, as as we grow a little bit larger, of course, hopefully we're going to be, you know, getting some revenue. But uh, for the time being, we're kind of keeping the site ad free. So, you know, people aren't too distracted by it or thinking that we're in the pockets of some other larger company. But um, yeah, we don't have uh, any yeah. ads right now either. We never. Oh, you know, but... Yeah. Um, but that's that's really going to be it. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be doing the, the reviews, the features, the previews and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, a touch of Screw Attack, a touch of IGN, um, a touch of Kotaku, and I guess that's going to be us for the over twenty-one crowd. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I really, you know, I'm glad we found each other because we're both starting off around the same time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So mm. yeah, because there's also so want... many bad gaming sites out there. You know, there there really is, and and as I don't want to say this or point fingers at any specific site, but the more you, the more if if somebody actually takes the time to research these companies that are that are putting these sites together, and again, I'm not going to name any names, but you're going to find the large companies that are actually running them, and uh, the reasons why certain games will get certain scores, and and the reasons why certain games will get headline news and certain games won't, and it's it's kind of a little bit scary. It's uh it's kind of like that point in your life when you realize that uh, every newspaper actually has a bias. Like one's a Democratic Party, you know, newspaper, one's a Republican Party. Well, we're trying to create the independent party, you know, video game news site. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So I guess our focus on what Pete's a little different. We mainly cover like old school stuff. We're more of like a community kind of thing instead of like, uh, you know, reviews of newer games. We're mainly about like opinion and uh, I, I suppose we're just mainly into, into older games. I mean, we started out with our retro cut videos, you know. So, yeah, you guys actually have like, a lot of you guys are playing a lot of really cool old games that I almost forgot about, like the Terminator 2 game, um, specifically mm -hmm. the, the SNES version of it. I was like, oh, man, I actually remember playing that in the arcade. I, I totally forgot that it got ported. Yeah, I guess we just kind of want to be like the Internet archive of old video games. You know what I mean? Cool. That would be kind of our goal. So because uh, we definitely don't we don't step on your turf because it's a totally different kind of site, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys are like, a totally different type of site. Yeah, uh, but hey, as long as we're all focused on video games, I love that. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> nice to see independent video game sites. You know, you don't see that much. Even right. Joystick kind of sold out, in my opinion. You know, they did. Oh god, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh yeah, they got the whole network now. So yep, they did get bought. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. It's... Tom's right. They actually did recently get bought. So I'm not saying like they they sold out by any means, but uh, yeah, they they did get bought out by a larger company. So. Though you might not. Well, these see sites don't have a community feel at all. They have no community feel. They have no like. There's no like. If you look at the comments, they're flooded with junk. You don't have like a member who's always there. You know what I mean? Like, right. I I, I like having a site like this where it's like you guys are gonna have a forum and we're gonna have like you know our podcast with Collins. I like the whole interactive community kind of thing. You know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's what separates new media from old media. Newspapers totally. You read it. You know what I mean? But like with what, the stuff we do, we have listeners and and. You know, commenters who really feel like they're part of the experience, and that's what makes yeah. I think 
our kind of stuff separate from everyone else. Mm. I also think it's important to distinguish uh, or to acknowledge the fact that we, we, uh, we won't do just gaming stuff in the future. Obviously, it'll be mostly gaming stuff, but uh, right. we call ourselves Elder Geek to open us up to, you know, tech review stuff and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Just generally. Yeah, cool. tech reviews. And, and tech doesn't just necessarily mean high tech. It could also mean low tech too, you know, like books and whatnot. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to open it up to, you know, the larger geeking audience out there. Because as it is right That's now, awesome. it's really it's really kind of tough to find the, a, I don't want to say a non-alienating place to go, but, uh, you know, for the, for the guys that don't have hours and hours to spend on on other gaming sites but still have a sense of belonging that's what we're kind of going for yeah it's kind of important also to make sure that's why we have short reviews for everything uh where it won't just go on for pages upon pages uh just to sort of give our impression of something without sort of uh uh alienating you're not gonna be like an ign review where there's seven pages yeah exactly God. Plus, not only yeah. that, if, if somebody is really genuinely interested in a game, and I'm, I'm asking this question of all of you guys, if you guys are really interested in a game, do you ever just go to one site to find your information about it? No, no. normally. I normally yeah. check out like five or six. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll check out like a game that, I'll check out a site like Game FAQs where they kind of, uh, you know, um, aggregate everyone's stuff. You know what I mean? I can have like a place where I can go to, I don't want to stick to like just one site, you know, ever. Exactly. So, that. I kind of figure why beat a dead horse when, you know, we're just going to put our two cents in there. We love the game. We hate the game. It's worth renting. It's worth buying. Um, and then read what we have to say and get out because you're going to go and look somewhere else anyway if you're really interested anyhow. So, yeah, mm. I, I agree. I think I'm really happy with, you know, your site in general. I think it's cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, I have a question for you. For you guys' reviews, do you actually do like number of reviews or you do do you just just give it you know this is what we think and decide for yourself we it's, actually uh, oh, go ahead, Matt. uh we actually just give it a buy or rent uh, tag or neither uh this is because we don't really think uh number scores should uh, count that much it's sort right, of just yeah, they're, sort they're of so arbitrary, arbitrary. Yeah. I love you guys. I love that. I, I've been so against the number score for like ages. It's ridiculous because a game comes out with a nine and people don't even read the review. There's oh nine. This game is better than this game, and I'm going to get it. It's a nine. Yeah. You know, and it's like, exactly. And and it starts all these huge fanboy arguments. Oh, such and such game got a nine point four, and this other game got a nine point three. Then clearly, oh God, this Sony other game the Sony Force. Have you ever seen that site before? No, yeah. never. These <laughs> Sony fanboys who are like. Oh my god, Killzone 2 blows everything out of the water. It got a 9.6, and Halo got a 9.3. Console over. over. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're not going for that. We're just going to tell the people whether we think you should buy it or we think you shouldn't waste your money on it. I mean, because that's all those numbers are really for in the end anyway, is whether you think you're going to buy the game or whether you think yeah. you're not going to buy the game. Those like numbers are for like the back of a box to, to sell the game. That's it. The, the, all they want is their, is their little ad. You know, quote or whatever the company you know, they, they give out the score nine point zero goes on the back of the box. Uh, next page, there's an advertisement for the game. Game Informer gives <laughs> it nine out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> or no, God forbid, Maxim Magazine gives it nine out of ten, stuff like that. I think the only yeah. reason there is to buy a game with the way things are now is if it's really replayable or if it has good multiplayer. Other than that, like most games, you buy it, you rent them, and you beat them, and you get rid of them. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. We're just trying to have people avoid the whole, holy crap, I just bought a game and it's absolutely not worth it. You know, so-and-so said it was a 9.0 and then you find out that they're owned by, <laughs> you know, X company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's also yeah. a really nice way to avoid uh, getting the... I mean, if we ever make it big, uh, just just sort of avoid the evil that is mega, metal, sorry, Metacritic. Metacritic? Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Also, if you guys ever make it big, just make sure you keep a little link to a Peach somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about numbers the other day, and Ryan saw a Randy. Oh my god, that's like the second time I've done that. Randy saw us the numbers for the site, and I'm like, yeah, we are logging into GoDaddy. Never done it before. <laughs> But uh, I think it's cool because you guys obviously, I, mean, I think you'd agree with us. Like, we're not doing this for numbers. You know what I mean? We're kind of doing this for ourselves and for a community. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, there's nothing out there. Like, like if you go to IGN's forums, they're not only flooded, but it's like, there's no sense of belonging. It's a sense of like people who are feel, who feel like elite. You know, I've been here since day one. I'm better than you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I the NeoGAF. It's a NeoGAF um, syndrome, basically, or phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that uh, means, but I'm gonna agree. Yeah, I'm too, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Dictionary dot com. Yeah, exactly. Well, Neo, okay, so NeoGAF is this um, is this uh, uh, games forum basically that that's invite only, and all oh. the major industry guys are there, and you know you you basically have to deserve the invite. But then uh, you have the moderators and administrators who can sort of assign every user a slogan or a nickname or something. So if if they piss the moderators off, they'll just say something really offensive in their in their um, in the slogan uh, basically and and it's just some some this sort whole um, sort of uh, hierarchy of members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like high school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I never want to be in a site like that. Like you guys you know, what you're doing is cool, and like, what we're doing a lot of each is, is pretty much the same thing. We want to be independent, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to ever deny a sponsorship, but if, like, say, you know, some game company wants to sponsor me, I'm not. I'm going to tell them straight up. We are not going to do any kind of deal where it's going to hinder our opinion, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, the, you see that in podcasting now, like, um, their fi- podcasts are finally starting to pick up and get sponsors and stuff like that, and it's like, I think that's what separates us guys as new media from old media, where we're not, you know, we don't have... Uh, you know, our pockets aren't, you know, touched. Lines. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. we're we're independent. And I think that's what's, uh, if any of us do blow up, I think that's going to be something we have to really stick to is being independent. Because I, I don't want Wapich or even Elder Geek to end up like IGN in five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what we're actually actively trying to do to uh, to avoid that? We're actually actively seeking uh, advertisers that are not part of the gaming demographic. So, like, Depends adult undergarments and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, but that would that'd be ideal, basically. That would be kind of a cool idea to, to yeah. see. Yeah, is it, isn't that the, uh, is that the, the I want demographic? <laughs> <laughs> I want Tostitos to be a sponsor, and I'll be happy for the rest of my life. And Or, like, you know... Uh, Pizza bagels, those dudes, you know, because that's a game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. pizza bagels. Oh, oh, that's cool, though. I'm glad. I'm glad we have a similar kind of focus. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What do we got next? Uh, next, Mott. Uh Next we have. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah. Uh, so last week we asked uh, our listeners to name our podcast, uh, and we had about 
uh, 10 different people uh, mail in and uh, suggest a few different names. Uh, and the winner is officially Brian Williams for the name Elder Speak. Uh, Woo, go Brian! Yeah, so Brian, he's basically a god right now. At least that's for a pretty week. cool, uh, yeah. you know, very kid. Yeah, I like that name. That fits. Yeah. Elder Speak, Elder Geek. Works. Yeah. Elder Speak, Elder Geek. Way to go, Brian. Uh, and right. it's actually it's actually uh, spelled with uh, two, e's two e's instead of instead of e a. So it's kind of. I saw that in the show notes. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, Brian. And uh, if we ever do make it big, we'll be sure to send some stuff your way. Yeah, or at least uh, we'll send you our first Hello Kitty swag packet, and we'll we'll mail it your way. <laughs> yeah. Elder Geek hoodies. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> Um, also, uh, Elliot, are you back? Nah, he's out. Go ahead and tell everybody about, uh, about uh, our next, uh, our special guest next week, or our special, um, thing next Pod. week. Yeah. Pod, uh, yeah. hopefully next week, it's looking pretty good right now. Uh, we'll have the one and only Uwe Boll, uh, as not a guest, but we'll have an interview on the podcast. Um, it's actually, uh, all credit goes to Elliot Hagen for this, because he... Basically contacted Uva, set up the time, and got ready, got everything fixed for us. So, uh, just uh, it's gonna be like a one-on-one interview style thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's great. Uh, I hope we talk about was his the... upcoming projects. Yeah. Uh, Elliot is actually a pretty big fan of Uva, so uh, it'll be interesting to see that sort of uh, dynamic. Well, uh, Tom and I watched his one of his most recent movies, Penis. I mean, Postal, which is basically you know, <laughs> I, it was a lot of penis in that movie. It was it was funny, but it, me and Tom had so many moments where we were like, "Oh my god!" Hey, you know? hey, you know what? Say what you want. I I was entertained. I will say that. Yeah. I I no, no I wouldn't say that. I would say my eyes were occupied. No, I don't have anything against him. I think it's funny how he uh, he really kind of. Um, I don't, I don't know if flame baiting's the word, but he definitely interacts with the fans. If, if he's not afraid to voice his opinion about the people who talk trash on him, so I definitely respect him for that. You know? Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I, you know, I've got to admit, I've never seen a single Uva Bowl movie, um, and uh, you know, I don't have anything against the guy. I think it's kind of funny how many people so bitterly hate him, and and I really doubt they've all gone out and seen a film of his. So, I'm not going to say his movies are great, because that'd be lying. But, you know, there's one of them uh, that stands out, a Dungeon Siege sale uh, yeah. with Jason Statham. Your yeah. standard Jason Statham movie. But it's, it's <laughs> if you can watch them as, like, knowing it's camp, it's fine. But don't you know, go in though, there I expecting mean, a masterpiece. In know? all fairness, he's not, like, adapting the Holy Grail. Of it. Like, he's not making Zelda. He's making, like, you know, far right. Cheesy yeah. 80s horror movies, you know? Yeah. See, but the thing like, like this those movies actually, would be any better if they were made by anybody else. I, I no, yeah, I, I actually agree. <laughs> I, I do have a little bit of respect for him, um, even though I have not seen any of his films. But I did watch a ton of bad '80s, you know, video game movies. I do have a respect for him because uh, he's not, you know, like you said, he's not taking the holy grails of movies, but he's also not taking the easier approach in making these kids' movies for you know the kids that are playing video games. Uh, oh, well, he's actually not kids movies. That's well, yeah, he's <laughs> he's targeting he's targeting them towards the guys like us. He's targeting them towards the guys that are actually in their twenties and stuff like that. And, and there's kind of something to be said for that. He's not you know creating the Super Mario Brothers movie with. Well, yeah, I, I have nothing against him. I that? just but if he took something like like a like a game I love like Oblivion and made a movie out of it and made it in the style he makes a movie, I'd hate him. I ain't gonna lie. I think that know? gets a bad rap. I think people are far too willing to jump on the. You know, hate bandwagon because, uh, I mean, 
I think he's having a sports. Yes, I think it's. I think the movies he makes are on par with the games that he makes them out of. Um, yes, you know, Lone Star, things like that. Where In he's not taking classics, he's not taking classics and ruining them. You know, yeah. I'll give him that. But the second he tries to do something again, like Oblivion. In the style of, you know, an Alone in the Dark movie or something like that. Well, you know, we, we don't know what he would do with Oblivion because the, the movies yeah. he's made have been like the games that they've come from. So. You really have yeah. to watch uh, 1968 Tunnel Rats. It's an original movie. It's a Vietnam movie. It covers, you know, a part of Vietnam that hasn't been covered in film yet. And, you know, it was raw. It was visceral. One I'll sec. get it. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually <laughs> Yeah, it was actually a pretty good movie. I mean, and it wasn't based on a game. In fact, I think they're making a game out of this Uwe Boll movie. Yeah, they which are. Is, yeah. And then, this uh, is called Tunnel Rats, 1968 yeah. Tunnel you know, Rats. I don't care what anybody says it, the actual process of making a film is not easy. Period. No, yeah. definitely you know? not. Yeah. Um so it's at the same time again. I wasn't. A, I'm not a huge fan of the guy. I think he, as a person, the way he represent, represents himself in the media, the way he'll stick up for himself, he kicks ass in that way. You know. Yeah. But uh, like, I did not like um, a Dungeon Siege. Like, I didn't, I didn't buy it. But I didn't buy any other Jason Statham style movies either. You know what I mean? No. Um, I, I think that that's on par with the kind of movies he makes. That, oh, that come on, man. J- Jason Statham plays Jason Statham in any movie he's yeah. in. So yeah. if you see one, Jason Statham plays the version of himself he saw in a mirror as a kid all the time. Crank <laughs> is awesome. Crank, yes, crank is, is I just awesome. saw it the other day. Just saw it. I'm so looking for a bowl movie. Hmm? Is Crank was that? a bowl movie? No, oh, no, 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 but it's oh, yeah, the same star. Kick-ass Jason Statham movie. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I love the, I love the only the thing that threw me off was when they started having sex in the middle of the street. I was like, uh... <laughs> okay. uh they, they couldn't have, like, gone to the alley or something? But, yeah, you know, hey, whatever. Well, the whole point uh, was to keep his adrenaline up, man, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. If, hey, man, if I was gonna die, I'd have sex in the street. I mean, if you're dying, you're having sex in the street. I think I'll just have sex in the street. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, um, Postal and Far Cry were actually quite good. And the thing is, you know, I'm reading on IMDb and stuff, people are saying, oh, my God, he ruined these games. When, I mean, <laughs> the plot in Far- you can't really the- ruin Postal. Yeah. yeah. And the plot in Far Cry 1 was Terrible. pretty much one of the worst plots I've ever seen in a game. The only thing good about that game was, you know, the actual the gameplay. Yeah. And the sweet orange shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. the orange shirt. <laughs> and, I mean, you can oh, say me. the same thing for a Blood Rain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Blood Rain plot was terrible, and the gameplay was, you know, okay, but it wasn't that good. He just hasn't really had an opportunity to, you know, make anything out of a good property. I think he'd make a great. He Wolfenstein gets the license that he can afford, basically, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you got to look like look at Super Mario and Double Dragon. He's probably making the most faithful video game adaptations yeah. of any video good game. Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, in terms of plot, wasn't uh, exactly. Uh, Faithful, but tone was, was yeah, where it got, yeah, you know, it it got the irreverence, it got the violence, it got the comedy. I mean, I yeah, it was the really only funny. problem I had with, with Postal was seeing Dave Foley's, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, like I, watching poker will never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, either way, uh, yeah. we're going to be really psyched about having him on. And uh, Elliot, yeah. good job on, on getting him. You know, he was Elliot was the guy who rolled up his sleeves and actually, you know, uh, asked Uva Bowles team to, you know, if he could come on board. You know, he did you just email the, uh, him directly because I know he's pretty famous for interaction with fans that way. So well, he did. Actually, I emailed pretty- the info, you know, the info for his production company. And, you know, in the same evening, I got an email back from, you know, his private address and he said no problem. So, uh, I mean, I was really surprised at how accessible and how willing he was to. Uh, that is awesome. You know, help us yeah, out. that's really cool. Maybe uh, get him on when, to talk about one of his upcoming movies in the future. You know, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be yeah. kind of love to hear. Mm. What's your interview going to be focused on? Is it just like about his past experience, or is it just what is what he's doing now, or what do you, what do you or you don't know yet? Uh, well, I mean, I have a bunch of questions. You know, just all across the board. You know, how he makes his movies. Uh. You know, what he wants to make, what he can make, you know, what, you know, franchises he owns the rights to. And uh, basically, if he's going to follow through with his non-video game adaptation career, because he's made uh, two movies, uh, one called Stoic and uh, one called Darfur. They're both serious movies, and they both have Edward Furlong, that uh, kid from Terminator 2. Yeah, actually, oh. yeah, I like him still. Have you ever listened to his yeah. music? The musician, so. Uh, uh, no, the last time I saw him was in uh, American History X. Hmm. Last time I saw him was in Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> last time I saw him, he was shot in the head and dead in American History Oh, God, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, that's, that's a 10-year-old movie. It's a 10-year-old movie, okay? Yeah, I if you haven't seen it yet. Your limitations is over. I think that the movies are going to be pretty good because, you know, as a director, he's not really that, you know, bad. He's not like Ed Wood. I mean, the production quality is good. It's not like he's completely disregarding continuity principles or just doing bad stuff. And there there are plots. Yeah, he knows yeah. how to frame up a shot. I mean, like, I, I watched Postal. There was never a time where I, I was taken out of a movie by something. Like, I watched the movie the entire way through. So now, There's two times I was taken out of that movie. Dave Fuller's penis yes. and really ridiculously <laughs> big girl getting, you know, oh, hit God, on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask him point blank, what, what was it like filming that? And is that girl <laughs> that size or is that like, you know. Yeah, she is that size. She's in all, uh, uh, she was in uh, a Trey Parker and. Uh, I think someone dropped out. Oh no! Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna the, guess by the context he's talking about *Cannibal* the musical. <laughs> probably, probably. <coughs> All right. Uh, well, what should we do next? Oh no! The connection is lost. Nah, I, I just saw him drop out. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You gotta love the beginnings of a podcast, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and never feel bad about this. It's not just us, man. You can listen to the like Leo Laporte stuff today. This is for a living, and this kind of stuff still happens. That's just the technology that supports us, you know. Yeah. Uh, um. So, uh, I figured we'd uh, try to pimp uh, everything about Elder Geek and Wapage.com before we end this podcast. Okay. Uh, so, Randy, why don't you start with that? Uh, with Pimp and uh, Elder Geek. All right, uh, everybody go to elder-geek.com and, uh, hell, make us your homepage if you want to. Uh, more hits for us, the better. Um, we, uh, we're we still looking for more writers, so if you'd, um, <clears throat> if you'd like to do any kind of writing for us, whether it's feature writing or review writing, uh, come on board. Just uh, send, us, uh, send us a resume if you'd like. And... Um, We'd also we've also just got a, a new news guy on board. His name is going to be Gavin Green, and he's actually going to be in charge of our uh, news segment of the site. Um, he's actually 
uh, hopefully going to be back with us full time once uh, once the site's back on its feet and running. Um, so that's it. If you have any questions or anything, you can send uh, questions to info at uh, eldergeek.com or even comments at eldergeek.com. And um, there you have it. Yeah, Tom uh, we and I also- were going to say, we'd be glad to contribute once in a while. You know, obviously we have Yeah, that'd be great. There, but- That'd be great. Yeah. Even if you guys wanted to do retro reviews, since you guys are pretty much experts in the field, you know, we'd be more than happy to run your stuff. Yeah, we're experts in the fields of old crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys um, have anything you want to uh, pimp? Uh, us. <laughs> yeah. I'll peach. Um, I'm going to let Tom talk about his, what he does on Game Trailer specifically, because that's his main thing, the videos and all that. You cool with that, Tom? Don't want to throw you on the spot or anything. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, we do uh, two videos a week. One video is, is our versus, which is uh, basically me and Andrew play a game and uh, see see who wins. And thus far, Andrew has not won yet. I think it's a eight and zero. So uh, uh, we do that, and then we have our, our retro. Um, I also do a web comic, which I'm kind of just starting out on, and uh, it's not that good yet. But um, I'm I'm doing it every week, so definitely check that out as well. What's it called, man? It's a uh, <laughs> it's called Walk Comic. <laughs> <laughs> As a joke, we kind of put WA before everything. Like, we don't call it WA blog, but if you go to wapeach.com slash WA blog, guess where it brings you. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's definitely for lack of a better name, and then it just it just kind of stuck on there. So, yeah, The main thing we've been working on is our production values, and especially in our videos, and they've gone up. Tom's, Tom kicks ass with After Effects and all that kind of stuff. So, And our Versus segment are no longer going to be filmed like the way they are now. They're going to be high def. They're going to be direct feeds, that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, the problem know. is like we can shoot them high def now, but all the retro stuff is, is still standard def. So you're kind of yeah. like... You so we're going to have direct feed coming directly from the boxes now into the computer. Yeah. So oh, it's cool. going to be cool so you stuff. Guys got, got your PVR set up? Uh, we're using a, something called GameBridge where it's, like, it's a, kind of like a VGA capturing device. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool way of doing it. We might do PBR and that kind of stuff later, but uh, I actually might talk to you about that, get your advice on it. But okay. um, as far as our actual site, though, like I said before, it's mainly just the blog is our aggregator. You know, we do the podcast uh, about one or two a week, the videos, the comics, and every day we do like an opinion, you know, opinion type piece on, you know, a current situation in gaming. A lot of our stuff is commentary, though. You're not kind of really seeing a lot of like. Resident Evil Five reviews, and frankly, that, that's your kind of site, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll perm- whenever I, I'm serious. If we ever talk about like a current game, I'll definitely say check the review out. You know, on Elder Geek because that's not really our thing. But we awesome. just kind of keep it editorial if we can. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very very cool. Thanks. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page if you actually have a Facebook account and uh, and join our Facebook group and uh, that's sort of where we have a little mini community with uh, guys uh, right now we have about 60 or 70 members isn't that right yeah it's about right it's our like little trailer park community until we actually get the real house built yeah um we also have uh, a U- youtube uh, account uh, where you can just search for elder geek and you'll find all the videos we've put out so far right now it's just mostly gameplay videos from games we've uh, reviewed but uh yeah, Hopefully we've got in the some... future we'll get some uh, some stuff from Elliot. And yeah, I'm going to be uh, ramping up the video content. Well, first I'm going to be converting all of my uh, old top tens uh, to fit the Elder Geek mold. And I think that it's on the horizon, a couple of uh, series. Because 
I don't know. I think video is a lot more succinct than uh, writing. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, yeah, all right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but not exclusive video. I mean, we can have a little bit, but... I mean, that's what's going to make your site unique is having a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally agree. I'm totally busting your butt, Elliot. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, you're listening to a podcast right now, and podcasts are mainly uh, downloaded from iTunes. And this great feature in iTunes is that you can actually review and rate our podcast. <laughs> so uh, if you want to do that, that'd be awesome and uh, great help. Same with ours. We've been, we never even mentioned that yet, but uh, yeah. you know, Go ahead. I would definitely write you guys an honest review on what I think of Elder Geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, uh, five stars uh, or nothing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, careful with that. You'll get banned from iTunes for promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone may submit that it should be happening. So <clears throat> there's that big report of concern button. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we're done. Um, next week, same time. Um, uh, you can. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, or you just can subscribe to the RSS feed and get the updates from our site for direct download. Uh, and hopefully, we'll have the Ball interview as well. So you guys okay. do uh, your podcast like, uh, like every week? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, okay. this is the second one, so we haven't really established a <laughs> template, but hopefully, yeah. Um, okay, bye, guys. All right, awesome. Okay, then, thanks. Thanks, thanks, guys.